Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. You're listening to ODFM. And this episode is One Dwelling from Murder. I'm trying to remember where I first, how this story first came into my, on my radar. This is very recent. This story just developed or, you know, the story part of it, January of this year, 2020. So this is, this is recent. And I don't remember which came first. I know that there was, we have like a a local, like online paper. That's like the patch. I don't know if that's Mm. everywhere or whatever, but it's like Mm -mm. the patch. And then there's like the patch Naperville, the patch Lyle, the patch. It's like different local. Kind of reminds me of when we worked at the Sun. Yes, right. But it's it's just like it's like an online. I don't. I wonder if they have because the Sun's not really around. I wonder if they've morphed. I don't know. Anyway, so but I've. I have some of them in my, in my Facebook feed for like, you know, the, the surrounding areas around here. And I don't remember if I first saw something about this person from the story coming up in there, or I also am part of a Facebook group called, if you grew up in Lyle, you might remember Ah, dot, 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 right? Yes. Lyle, Illinois is my hometown. That's where I grew up, but I went to school in Naperville and they all go like Lyle, Naperville, and then Aurora all like, if you start Lyle and you just head West and you go through all three of them. And that's pretty much with the exception of college where I've gone. I started in Lyle. At some point I moved to Naperville and now I live yes, in Aurora. And I'm now you're there. Far. Yes. Right. So, and this story revolves around all three towns, which oh. is why I was like, say what now? Yeah. So in this, uh, in this Facebook group, somebody, you know, someone had posted something like, does anybody else remember this person? His name is Bruce Lindahl from around this time. Um, and I was like, well, that's interesting. And then within a day or two, it pops up in my news feed as like national news. Ooh, we um, the reason it became national news is because Bruce Lindahl became the first person to be connected to an unsolved murder by using genetic genealogy in the oh, state of Illinois. Stuff. Yes. And did you hear they're trying to get that so that it's not legal anymore? <gasps> no, no, you, we need that. We like, need that. Stop it. I don't care about your yes. freaking privacy. If somebody killed someone, let it I'm go. I'm sorry. You've kind of given up your rights to the mm-hmm. privacy. That's the yeah. whole, you broke the law. You don't get to use the other. So there was a cold case from 1976, I believe. Yes, 1976 in Lyle of a 16-year-old girl who was found on the side of the road. I totally saw you just spill that. I know. That was awesome. (laughs) I totally spilled my drink across myself. I'm like, she won't notice. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I totally should have been professional and just kept talking, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't let that go. That's my huge. <laughs> so there was an intersect back in what year would this have been? Was this like in two thousand? When did we? When <gasps> did we live together? We did live in in Illinois? Was it two thousand? In two thousand, we yes. lived right. Okay. So come to find out that this this sixteen year old girl, her body was found on the side of the road, right near Maple and College, which okay. was a major intersection close to where we were. Only okay. it was more cornfields then. Now it's more built up, but at the time okay. it was a lot of cornfields. But okay. her body was found there, it was staged to look like a car accident. However, the coroner looked and said, mm, no, it looks like she's been strangled. <gasps> she's definitely sex- been sexually assaulted. So this 16-year-old girl, they, they, they didn't know what happened to her. And it, the, the case went cold. She was, it was like, a, I think it was in January. 
she had gone, she had left a friend's house to walk down the street to like a McDonald's or something and get a drink and didn't come back. Don't go alone. Don't I mean, go alone. Come on. Exactly. Don't walk alone. That's okay. number one. Don't go yeah. alone. So Oof. she was found the next day and the case grew cold. Sometime in like 1993, she was exhumed so that they could get more evidence or something. And they were able to preserve some DNA stuff at that point for okay. in case if in time scientific capabilities got, got better. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know exactly exactly when, but sometime prior to January of 2020, they took this information. They were able to get a genetic profile of who her killer would have been. And they put it up on Ancestry.com or Or 23andMe, one of those. One of those. Okay. Found a genetic connection and found him. His name was Bruce Lindahl. And I can say (sighs) was because he is no longer with us. Oh. But I will get to that. This guy, from different articles I saw, and I got a lot of information from people on that, you know, if you lived in Lyle, you might remember, mm. people who grew up with him. I would not have, because this is... Yeah, he was um, much older, it sounds like. He was much older, so he would have been much older. You would have been like one. I, exactly. So I didn't have a lot of experience <laughs> with him, personally. <laughs> but there were other people who have commented and were like, oh yeah, I knew him or I knew his family, or he worked for wow. my dad, or... Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, so I'm listening these people as they're listing him and people are like he was kind of creepy but Mm. wouldn't have thought that about him he was a smooth talker he had very bright blue eyes people made Mm. comments about remind me kind of like ted bundy where he was like a like charming kind of cute yes give me me the creeps although see now i saw the pictures of him and i can give them so that we can put them up on the on the facebook page Mm -hmm. but see when I see circa 1978 <laughs> beard and hair, and they're like, he was a smooth talker and handsome. I'm like, oh, really? Because I'm looking at him going, definite serial It's like, like the sabotage <laughs> video of Beastie Boys. Like, mm, yeah, no, not hot. Right, no, no, not hot. Not okay. hot. This grabbed my attention because he, he was from my hometown. He actually mm-hmm. grew up or went to school in Downers Grove, which is another connecting town, mm-hmm. went to school there. But at the time that this murder happened, he was actually living in what was at that point in time known as the Shadowwood Apartments, Yikes. which would have been on the opposite side of the street from where you and I had <gasps> an apartment. What? And down about half a mile. The Shadowwood okay. just sounds creepy. Uh, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It, it sounds 1970s creepy, it right? Like, right? <laughs> and I had a friend whose boyfriend lived in that apartment <gasps> complex. No. So I've spent a lot of time hanging out in that apartment complex at one point in my life. Granted, this was well past Bruce Lindahl's time. But again, yeah. I'm like, when you say those apartments, mm. like, Mm-mm. I'm not just picturing the outside. I know what the inside yeah. looks like. I know what the park, you know. So mm, I'm just burn like, em. whoa. So they said, so they, they connected him. And then they went back and were able to start connecting him to some other shady stuff Hmm, that was going on. He is now a suspected serial killer. Oh, God. Who they have tied to, I believe, three murders and four rapes. And he could be linked to as many as 12 murders. Oh, my God. still working on it. He probably started with the rapes and escalated. Worked his way up. So I was able to do a little timeline here. I found an article that gave me like a timeline. First known thing we had was January 1976, raped and murdered a girl in Lyle. Yeah. 16-year-old girl. Made it it like a car accident. He probably did shit before that too. Oh, right. Well, there was. I mean, so some of those people on the Facebook page were like, 
oh, I remember mm. once like he totally gave me the creeps and he wanted to give me a ride home. And mm. I said, no, but I know somebody else who didn't, you know, and they. He probably started yeah. with the peeping Tom shit. Yeah. Oh God, I'm sure. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So that was in January of 1976. And sometime around that time, he lived in these apartments in Lyle down the okay. street from where we lived and not that far from where my mm-hmm. childhood home was. In 1978, he moved into a house in Aurora, which is the town that oh, I live in now. Yes. And I was able to find the house. It is four miles from where I live right now. Oh my God. Oh and yeah. It's still there. It's still there. It is still there. So he moved into this house. He At first, I guess he was just renting it and he just had like a basement apartment. Of course okay. he did. Because the basement is for the serial the killers. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't do like, the, you don't get the penthouse no. when you're a serial killer. No, no, no. You go <laughs> no, basement. you got to do the creepy place. Right, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. So in 1979, there was a 20-year-old woman that he, well, I have, they interviewed her recently. Oh, Lord. Um, and I okay. had to just print out what she said because, it shouldn't be funny, but it amused me. <laughs> it amused so me she, she's still alive. That's so, good. Okay. <laughs> she is still alive. So early on a sunny spring morning in 1979, she had been walking to a friend's house in Aurora. A stranger pulled over his car and asked mm. if she wanted to buy some marijuana. She agreed and followed him. Let's just <laughs> stop why here, yes. everybody. Why yes? Again, let's not, first of all, let me just like, don't do drugs. All right, whatever. Right, right, right. Um, it's legal like, you here know, in Colorado though. So yes, you know, and it's legal. It's I think it's legal here now too. I see how up on it I am. I'm pretty sure it is. But regardless, okay, let's say it wasn't right, right. marijuana. Let's say, say it was Molly. puppies. Yes. Oh, any of no, that. Let's say it's puppies. Puppies. You do not go with a strange do person not. who says, "Hey, no. want a puppy?" No. Yeah, no. 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 Do you want to see my new puppy? No. Exactly. Some dude rolls up in a car that she doesn't know and says, hey, Mm-mm. I got a line on some marijuana, which at the time now is illegal. Right. Want to come with me? And mm-hmm. she says, sure. And she follows him to a nearby house into the basement. Hello. God. Just, come on. Right. Okay. But here's where I had to take it directly from the article. Into the basement where the man showed her his pet falcon <laughs> while knights in white satin by the moody blues <laughs> blared from the record player. <laughs> Uh, verbatim here. Oh, does he um, have a white robe on as well? No. And, just, and does the falcon wear that little headdress <laughs> with the leather? Right? Yes. Fabulous. Again, okay. red flags. <laughs> and obviously uh, it went south from there. He pulled out a gun. Oh. She ended Jesus. up being assaulted. Okay. Okay. She, however, was able to escape. She basically realized she wasn't going to get away from him and let what was going to happen happen, and then just, you know, convinced him that I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm okay. No, I'm not going to tell anyone. Let's see each other again. Mm -hmm. She even wrote down her name and number on a piece of paper for him. Jesus. Oh my God. So then she left, but she left and she went to the police. And filed a report. Well, good for her. Okay. She did something. Unfortunately. Oh, no. The basement of this house Mm -hmm. belonged to an Aurora police officer. Oh. Who was friends with Bruce Lindahl. Of course. And Bruce said, no, 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 no. We just got into an argument. This is my girlfriend. Mm. See, look, here's her name and number. Mm -hmm. I have it on a piece of paper. Oh, my. So nothing came of that. It was dropped. So that's too bad because this could have stopped right here. Yeah. So we put him in jail. Um, that was in 1979. Bruce ended up purchasing the house from the police officer. So oh. now he owns the whole house. Mm. 
So now, so now he can bury to, the bodies. Right now he's got all kinds of spots, right? Like he's, <laughs> you know. Of course. So June 1980, okay. on that same street where he they, they where um he has this house, a 25-year-old woman is naked, running down the street, oh. runs a few houses over to where a woman is piling her kids in the car oh and she's God. screaming and asking for help yeah. because earlier that day she had been kidnapped from a local shopping center in the parking lot, something about like he needed help with his car and she was suspicious. He, you know, said, okay, well just, you know, you just start the engine while I do this. And as soon as she got in the car. Polite and yeah, follow, follow your instincts. Don't be Follow your instincts. It's okay to be rude. Oh shit. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You don't know them. Uh, It's okay to be rude. You know, if they were really a nice person, they'd be like, wow, I'm so not a killer, but you know, hey, I'm glad, you know, but yeah, can you call right? for help? Not right. sit in my car. Yeah. Okay. So she ended up being kidnapped from the, from the uh, shopping center. He took her back to the house, mm. raped her, took photos oh, of her. Yeah. He fell okay. asleep. She took off and got help <gasps> down the street. Her. So now she goes to the police, files okay. a report. So he's, there's a court case against him. While he's awaiting this trial in 1980, he gets hired as a teacher at a vocational school. What? <laughs> Do right? your check. In, the, uh-huh, oh in like the auto repair thing. God. When I was on Facebook in that group, someone posted on there and was like, yeah, I was in his class at that <gasps> school. He was kind of creepy. He was always asking if any of us, once we turned 18, if we wanted to go skydiving with them. But um, like everyone what? was kind of like, eh, right? Yeah, just mm. not. Yeah, just weird. So he got to work at least for a year as Come a teacher with of teenagers. young people. Uh, no. Right, right. Hello. This is wonderful for me. I have so much of a selection. So he's working as a teacher at a vocational school. And then in March of 1981, two weeks before the woman I just told you about was supposed to testify at the trial, mm-hmm. she disappeared. The case is dismissed that's because they suspicious. can't find her. And apparently the woman who saw her running up naked wasn't enough of a, they couldn't, yeah. the judge decided not to proceed with the trial. That's normal. Right? Five days after the case was dismissed, it was, oh wait, I'm sorry, please hold. That was in March of 81. There was also a police record where in December of 1980, he attacked a 30-year-old woman outside of a restaurant because she would not go with his sexual advances. Yeah. January of 1981, he was charged with aggravated assault of a police officer because he was pulled over and he had a firearm without proper documentation. Okay, so these are red flags. Um, Lots of big red flags, right? February of 81, he was asked to resign from his job Ugh, at the school. As the teacher. Uh, because yeah. of the allegations, right? You think? And yet, yeah. so that was in February of 81. And yet in March of 81, two weeks before the trial, the key witness and victim disappears and they still yeah. dismiss the case. God. Right. Yeah, you're okay. Just keep working. <laughs> it's keep cool. working it's with cool. all these young girls. You know, no keep problem. Keep your hands clean, dude. Just keep your hands clean. <laughs> So five days after the case was dismissed in April of 81, police were called to a apartment in Naperville down the street from Naperville North High School where I went to school and across the street from an apartment that I lived in after you and I lived together. Oh my God. Apartment 
complex across the street from my, because I had to Google it to make sure it wasn't my apartment that they had. <laughs> I was like, oh, apartment. <laughs> oh, man. This is where all the they nightmares. Gave the cross streets, and I was like, oh, this is getting a little too close. Yeah, this is where um, all the nightmares came from. Police were called to an apartment of the woman that Bruce Lindahl was dating at the time. She lived in this apartment. Police came in and found Bruce lying dead on top of an 18 year old boy who he had been stabbing. Oh my God. He had stabbed an 18 year old Naperville North High School student 28 times. Jesus. Okay. What and happened to him? In the, uh, that I don't know. I know that they, what I read was that they had met earlier in the day. They had gone bowling. And then he said, you want to come back to my girlfriend's place? Don't know what happened, but he got stabbed 18 times. And during that attack, he was stabbing him so aggressively that he accidentally stabbed himself in the leg. Oh my and God. And severed God. his artery. His artery, his femoral oh. The femoral. Yeah, femoral. Yeah. Femoral artery. That's <gasps> it. Thank you. And bled to death on top of the victim. Oh my God. So, okay. <clears throat> side note, quick side note. I believe when one is doing research or looking to become a serial killer, <laughs> I, I think typically they're like, okay, rule number one, don't get caught. Right. I believe that there is a sub rule number one, which is don't kill yourself in the process. <laughs> <laughs> of killing another. Whoops. <laughs> I cut my artery. Right? So what did, now? <laughs> kind of screwed now, dude. Yeah. So they came and found him. They had to figure out, like they interviewed the police officer who was actually a rookie at the time, who was one of the first people on the scene. And they didn't know what happened. Like they had to figure out what was going on. They just had two dead guys. So this oh happened across God. the street from this lovely apartment where I lived. Oh I, when I was a single white female by myself living in the same idea. Granted, this was years and years later. But you know, one of the reasons I picked that apartment building was because it was in a safe neighborhood. It was right down the street from high school. I was familiar with the area. Nothing crazy happened. That happened. <laughs> so obviously, you know, so that that was the end of his killing, you know, because he died, I guess, because he died. The mm -hmm. only reason was because he died. Yeah. On accident. It wasn't because he caught was caught. He was all those caught. several red no. flags. Yeah, no, 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 no. So that was in April of 81. The okay. following year, the woman who had disappeared, who was the key witness. Yes, yes. She was found in a cornfield, one more town over. Oh so God. another town west of Aurora. She was found in a cornfield. So I think they're still trying. They don't have direct connection, but pretty good, yeah. you know, reason. Good bet. Yeah, good bet. Yes, it's, it it's a pretty good him. bet. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then oh. I read that the couple who bought the house that he owns four miles from me. Yeah. When they bought the house, they had no idea who had lived there before. Oh, Lord. And as they were doing home renovations, they mm -hmm. had found hundreds of photos of naked people <gasps> oh my hidden God. in the walls, the floor, the ceiling, the basement. Because, you know, he wasn't planning on, he left evidence. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't ready to, go to die. Wow. Um, and so I believe they've already been able to tie him. There was another, there was another teenager from Downers Grove who oh was God. a cold case who passed oh, away that they're going to try wow. to use his DNA to see if it matches hers because they found her photo in his house. Oh my God. Can you imagine coming across all those? What oh would my you God. do? Like I would be we need to move again. Stop unpacking. <laughs> I'm burning the house down. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, holy crap. Oh we're out of here. Oh no God. freaking mm -hmm. way. You know, you'd be like, mm -hmm. I, again, I don't totally mean to make fun of, but it's my, it's my, it's my MO. Um, you know, like, <laughs> let's rip up the carpets. Cause what if there's, yeah. like, what if there's hardwood? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And then you rip it up and you're like, oh shit. 
Yeah, there's all. Did these you find Harvard? What's back there? No, no. You know that's, no. that's funny because in my <laughs> shop, you know, which is over a hundred years old, it has a safe in the floor, and nobody's been in that safe since <gasps> probably the seventies. Yeah. So, so but we, it's in your store. Does that mean you have the right to open it? Yes, I bought the building, so I own the building. So how? So so I need to get someone in there. Op- yeah. Why have you not opened this? Because I have to pay someone, and I have no money. Oh, but well, okay. yes, that would be a good reason. But I'm I'm also a little nervous about like was this was uh, you know probably nothing's right you might probably find find out some stuff you're better off not knowing yeah but it could be good maybe we'll have to do an episode that day oh that would be good yeah I got to make money, but yeah, <laughs> let's do that. All right, people, if you could subscribe to this podcast so that Kelly yes. could pay for somebody to crack open yes. the safe yes, please. so that we could hopefully find something interesting and not just like, I don't nothing. know, like nothing like air. That oh, even good. would be more exciting, but I'm, I'm right. worried okay, it's right. just air. Sorry to take off on. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's basically the story. I know it's still <gasps> developing. Like there's still, like I said, this just happened. This match just happened and they announced it in January. I do know that the original girl who they linked to the DNA to, right? Mm-hmm. The whole reason that they, they looked up his DNA, right, right. her family moved South. Can't remember if they said Texas or something like that. She, they moved okay. South. They, they left the area, which understandably so. It did specifically say that police traveled down there and told them what they found. So they didn't find wow. out like, you know, watch yeah. Like randomly anything, Ugh, yeah right so and they're still trying to oh that's it there was a in 1979 there was another 16 year old girl who mm. who disappeared and they did find they haven't found her body but they did find uh, her picture in his house oh shit. so they're still trying to link him so they don't know exactly how far this goes mm-hmm. so one residence where not good things happen illegal things happened Mm, was yeah. across the street from where you and I lived in, mm. in my very small, quiet hometown. And then um, he moved and did all kinds of speak- unspeakable things in a house in Aurora, which is four miles from where I live now. Uh. And then he ultimately stabbed somebody and accidentally killed himself <laughs> across the street from one of the apartments I lived in. Oh Holy cow. I was just like, I'm so glad you're alive today. This yeah. is very unsettled. I mean, it's probably in okay because it, it seems like his target audience was a lot older than me because right. I you was were, you know you like, were like a toddler at the time. Right, exactly. So you know, so it was but cool. But right? Creepy. But it, exactly. Creepy. It's just creepy. Like reading all this and they're like, oh yeah, and this one was kidnapped and kidnapped from this shopping center. And I'm like, oh, I know that so, I go there. Yeah. Have you gotten sage and you have you saged all the areas? No, yet? I have not so, saged anything yet. I have yet to get sage one anything. that's like a five footer. <laughs> like that baby <laughs> run around on the blocks <laughs> be like right because I need my neighbors out. to think other odd things are me. they don't have <laughs> enough ammunition as it is they don't have enough ammunition <laughs> no so anyways there is one little side note to this Ooh, okay as I was like okay I think I'm wrapping up I think I have everything that I I, I need to talk about here I was looking really quick at that. Hey, you might remember. If you grew up in Lyle, mm. you might remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was look. I just kind of was searching his name just to see if any other conversations came up. And it was oh, God. The, actually the, the, the police officer from Lyle who is in charge of this murder case. Like he's actually posted on that group going, I know some of you guys grew up with this guy. If you have any information, we could use Ooh, it. You know. So I'm okay. looking in there and there's someone who comments and they're like, oh yeah. He's like, I can't believe it. First, br- you know, he's like, first Brian Dugan and now this guy. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah, was it Brian? Hold on, where I wrote the name down. So I have to get um, Brian Dugan. Has, but first Brian Dugan, now Bruce Lindahl. And I'm like, 
What? Dude, did um, I grow up somewhere with two serial killers and mm-hmm. I did not know this whole time? Like how? So that is Uh-oh. for another podcast. Yeah. I'm going to have to look this guy up now. Yeah. Now you've got a whole nother one. This is Holy interesting. Cow. This gets deeper. Don't. Okay, Jen. <laughs> Janet, do not turn into a serial killer. Or, I mean, if it's in the water, I'm coming to sage you with my five foot sage stick. <laughs> I'm not in Iowa. Our water seems to be okay. Oh, no, wait, it's not. That's true. You wait, just said in but Illinois. It say Illinois was it one of them. say Illinois. It might be in the water. I'm coming okay, with but, my giant sage stick. But I'm as I've, east as you can get in Illinois, as far true. away from Iowa. Well, I'm trying true. to think of my geography. Yeah, I true. think I'm all and, right. And it's probably mostly <laughs> the farm areas, so I don't think you need to worry about... No, 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 no. We've taken over land. most of it. Pretty much... Yes. Most of the most of the farms have become Costco's and Walmart's now. Yes. So yeah. I, I should be all right. I all right. Should, I think I you're be. okay. Really weird. That was good. Good job. <laughs> Thank that was you. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sources for this episode include Chicago CBS News, Patch.com, The Associated Press, NineNews.com, and the Aurora Beacon News via the Chicago Tribune. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. This podcast was created using Anchor. If you have a story you'd like to submit for a future episode, please email it to odfmpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram at odfmpodcast. And check out our website, odfmpodcast.com, for more information on our episodes, your hosts, or general shenanigans. <laughs>